Five for three podcast. We're back in this. Come on. Woo. Right back. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We're back in. New Nas. Death Row East. Some of you are um, who use music apps. Um, I always love finding new music. And one of the things I also like about all these new apps as well is they give you the ability to see new albums that come out. And one of the artists that I was never good at following, especially in terms of his music, was Nas. He's a really good overall artist, and um, his work is unmatched. I think in terms of the history, all the stuff he's done, um, it's very hard to to find someone as good as Nas. And, and to not recognize his pen, you know, his, his, his musicianship is... Musicianship? Is that even a word? Musicianship? Anyway, but his new album came out, and he also got Eminem on the on the project. That's crazy. Listen to this. Give me some interest. Damn. Give me alone. Give me a home. Give me that land you owe me so I can roam. So when you trespass, blah, one in your dome. Best wishes, go some lucky time. Oh my goodness. Green on me, but no weed. Shorty, just these, darling, a pocket full of pills. I'm a t- Oh my goodness, to see those those together is just fantastic. But first of all, welcome to another week. And it's a great Tuesday. Uh, it's the, the 10th, right? Is it the 10th? Oh wow, I can't even remember anymore. The 10th, it's now the 10th of August. And we are now actually starting to be closer to... 2022 than we were to 2020. I saw a meme, actually. I saw a funny meme online that said um, <laughs> it was off. I don't know if you guys have seen the meme off uh, or if you've seen the film, but in Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, Sam Wilson is running. He's a regular human being, and Captain America is running just behind him. But because Captain America is a super soldier serum, he runs past him a couple of times, and they still that image of those two characters and on Sam Wilson it said uh, me me reacting to 2020 or me still getting over 2020 and then there was Captain Steve Rogers coming over to towards this way and it was saying <laughs> 2022 incoming and it's crazy right it feels like 2020 was just we're still in 2020 maybe it's because of all the you know pandemic stuff and, and all these other bits and pieces but it does still feel like we are still in 2020. And and I'm probably still reacting to some of the things that happened in 2020. I was just thinking to myself, wow, last year, I was in a completely different place. My parents weren't living uh, in Norwich. You know, um, uh, my, my sister was, you know, getting, you know, her wedding stuff ready. You know, my brother was single, you know, only starting to think about dating now. Wow, I was just thinking how crazy it is. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, and that was just, you know, insane, absolutely ridiculous. And now he's engaged. And it's just, it's just all crazy, man. Like, it was all just crazy. And um, to, to be where I am now, I'm just really blessed. And that whole, that whole 
year and a half of the coronavirus. And I'm still, I've never had it once. And so really want to just, you know, be grateful to obviously the almighty, got to give him the, got to give the big G-O-D his praises because uh, he's kept me safe uh, through all that. And um, just being thankful for that. And we've got a couple of things to talk about today. Not, it's not going to be a long podcast this week. I thought this week would be a pretty chill podcast uh, week. I've got a couple of days off from work. So I just wanted to be relaxed and uh, talk about a couple of different stuff that I thought was was um, was worth talking about. And um, one of the things that I, I received recently was uh, I had someone message me, ask, actually asking me a very big question that I haven't asked myself probably for a while now. And this is relates to a lot of the film stuff that I do on the creative side of things. And uh, in my DM, I was asked you know, what led me to, to filmmaking. And I don't know if I ever, if I've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but I thought it would be a great, great topic of a discussion, almost like a, like an origin story (laughs) of what led me to, to wanting to make films, but also what led me into the creative route and what led me to wanting to tell more of these stories in, uh, in the way that I tell them and, uh, and then why I want to continue doing so and building my craft to be able to do so. So I'm going to paint a picture. Hopefully this picture will kind of <laughs> be as uh, as clear as possible to, to, to every single person. But picture this, you know, a little, little four-year-old kid, uh, as a Baldwin kid, uh, you know, growing up, you know, you're watching a lot of TV shows and you're seeing all these different characters. And then you dawn upon the greatest superhero of them all, Spider-Man. And you see him get bit by that spider and he starts being the most awesome guy in the entire world. Even though he's this kid who was bullied at school, something I could relate to. You know, I wasn't everyone's favorite, but um, <laughs> I definitely was not. I was definitely like a, not to the same comical effect as like, you know, in the Disney films. But, you know, I did feel it to some extent because I did know, I think I was aware of it. I knew that I wasn't. You know, I was a short, I was the shortest kid in the class. I had no, you know, I had no, you know, notable features that, you know, girls or guys liked about me. So there wasn't any attraction to that extent. So I kind of knew where I was really. So I was kind of like, you know, I just kind of took it. So to see a character like Spider-Man, someone I could really relate to was quite amazing. That's why the the character of Spider-Man kind of, you know, is very, is very important to me is that he's he's someone who I saw myself in and not in a I I I, I don't oh, <laughs> I can't even find the words idealistic way or in an idolatrous way it's not like I look at him and say oh Spider-Man's my idol I just look at him and I just found so many similarities to him and me and how even though there were all those bullies even though there were all those people that he could have beaten up you know really taken to town on with all the things he was going through at school, he decided to take, you know, to take the responsibility of having all these powers and doing more good than being selfish with that power. And my grandmother really taught us to be very selfless as, as growing up as kids. And so in my heart, I never had this feeling or this notion of wanting to, I don't know, exact revenge on every single person who wronged me. And I don't look back in my life and go, I can't wait one day to just exact my 
powerful revenge on all these people who did all these things to me. I don't look back and uh, and ever think that. And so to have such a such a character resonate with me, it really made me want to 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 envision more stories of characters like that. And of course, being a Christian, I also read stories in the Bible of King David and the story of David and Goliath, you know, this small little guy beating this massive giant, again, correlations and being able to <laughs> to relate to it. And seeing that story and how it played out was, it felt even more real to me because in this instance, it's not just a fictional character. This is a real character. This is someone who did do this. And seeing that story in my mind, I even started to, you know, picture how I would do it. And this is when I didn't know how I would make films. And uh, if you ask my siblings, they'll all tell you that, you know, when we walked in the street, Ty would be, you know, reenacting scenes and stuff like that. And it was very embarrassing for them. And I can imagine <laughs> looking back on it now, it was probably the most embarrassing thing I could ever do as a little sibling. And I probably made them hate me <laughs> when I had, when they had to take me out. But I would be just, you know, being me, walking around going, choo, 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 you know, fighting and watching Star Wars, you know, Lord of the Rings, all these different characters and creating all these crazy and wacky stories. I once had an idea for like a Power Rangers, you know, series. And for those of you who actually don't know, in Zimbabwe, some of the electricity would get cut out. So some stories, you would never finish it. It would be halfway during a program and then the power would just get cut off and you'd have no idea how it ends. And so you were kind of left to finish the rest of the story. <laughs> and in this instance, for me, I was left to just finish the rest of the story. And one thing that I had the benefit of as a kid was, you know, I didn't grow up with always having TV. So that meant my, my mind was almost my palace. It was this place where I had all these thoughts and all these things that I was thinking of. And it slowly built up to me being able to want to take it more seriously. And as I came to the UK and, you know, oh, actually, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here. But, <laughs> but yeah, so those stories, I was able to just tell them in my mind after the fact, continuing them. And it gave me that place off a different perspective of coming from a world that I've seen but then continuing in my own way. And I didn't know that's what I was doing. I had no idea. I just thought I was just, you know, having fun and being a kid. And now that I look back on it, I start to reflect and realize that actually, you know what, this is this is where I started to want to write films. This is how it all started. This is where all of these ideas came from. This is why all of this happened. I was very blessed that I grew up in in Zimbabwe because I had the opportunity to watch such a diverse library of, of content, you know, British shows, American shows, anime, um, you know, uh, history stuff from, you know, my country and having all those different, you know, tales and, you know, the Bible, all those different stories, I was able to create, I was able to have such a plethora of choice that when you see my, you know, my filmmaking and, and you know, and, you know for the stories that I write, you can never pinpoint where, the, the the influences are from because it's just scattered around even now to this day I try to keep that you know I, I do still watch anime I do still watch you know animated Pixar films 2D films whatever it is 
because I just love the craft of storytelling. That storytelling for me is number one. Reading comic books, when I was able to start reading comic books, I would read Asterix and Oblix. Those are the ones we had a lot at the school I was with. There was a couple Spider-Man ones there, not that many Marvel ones, but there were Marvel ones as well there. Um, I remember the Marvel ones as well, and some people would bring some to school, but the majority of the time, it was predominantly just um, watching the TV and being able to finish the stories. And I just loved all these, you know, all these films and every single one of them. Smallville played a very big part as well in realizing some of this. I loved Smallville, you know, the story of Superman. So growing up for me, my favorite superheroes were Spider-Man, Superman. <laughs> and, uh, and I just loved it. It was it was so great. And coming to the UK, I kind of, you know, because I was in Zimbabwe, I wasn't really thinking I was going to make films. I thought it was a great idea to tell stories, but I never thought about, you know, being a filmmaker. When I came into the UK, I was unsure as to which route I wanted to take. I did have abilities in the arts, whether it was, I think it was in drawing, I really started to see that I can draw really, really well. And for a while, I wanted to be a comic book writer. And then it shifted slightly to wanting to be more of a animator, so 2D animation. I really love 2D animation. And partially also wanted to do um, stop motion animation. So I got into that. But then, um, for those of you actually, <laughs> you know, so I, and, and so in that journey, as you can see, it's kind of transforming itself nice and slowly. And it progressed into me realizing different aspects of what I actually wanted to do. And with each of these stories, I guess every time I'd write them, they were never quite there. It was never quite what I had in mind. So with the comic book, it was never quite what I had in mind. With the animated shows, it was never quite what I had in mind. It was always close, but it was never just there. The first piece of, like, the or first original story story that I wrote, it was in literature. This was in uh, when I was in year nine. And this was where I started to go, okay, I really like these. I really like writing stories. I really like being creative in my storytelling. And from there, that visualization kept going. It went from, you know, to page, to motion, and then finally, when I finished my GCSEs, I was deciding what to do next, and I said, you know what, I think I want to do films, and for some reason, I don't know what led me to do taking, you know, me I took media studies in, in my, um, uh, when I went to A-levels, it led me to that point, and I did, I shot this trailer for, for one of my projects, and when I shot that trailer, it was the most fun I've ever had in making anything. It was the most original thing that I've ever done, really. I mean, it was very cookie-cutter because we had to follow a brief. But everything that I did in that, it felt right. Technically directing people where they go. It, didn't, it felt second nature to me. It didn't even feel like I'd never done it before. And it was just so much fun to have a set, to have props to have action sequences to have all these technical mumble jumbo stuff finding out templates for it it wasn't a great trailer the the series the film was called quantum <laughs> it's on my youtube but it's it's hidden it's you never find it if you want to uh, if you want to watch it give me a sh yeah send me a dm and i can probably send it to you so you can watch it it was very popular as well it got, it got me like to be liked a lot when i was in a levels <laughs> a lot of people started to like 
you know, think I was going to be the next, I don't know, Spielberg or something, but it was really cool. And, um, I really loved it. Um, and I guess from there, really my love for film kept growing and I knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. It was at that point where I said, this is it. This is it for me. I think it's time for me to to become a full-fledged filmmaker. And it was hard because, you know, I, I think to go from making a jump from just, you know, a comic book writer to a filmmaker, that's a very big jump, right? You can't just, <laughs> you know, you're changing a lot because one can, some might be a hobby, one cannot. And um, wanting to make it full-time was definitely something I had to, think about a lot more than just go straight into, but I knew it was it. And the more I got to learn about making films and the more I understood about what I wanted to do in films, the more I'd, you know, I'd make, I, I tried to make a TV show when I was in A-levels. It didn't, it fell through, but I still got the videos and everything else. And that was just fun. That was just so much fun, you know, figuring out how you write a script and how you write all these characters and plan out all these things and and then also being able to to write a you know a feature film or sorry a short film as well on the side and all these different things you know all these you know learning these techniques and no one taught me you know I didn't have someone teaching me how to shoot something it was just me grabbing the camera and saying I want it to look this way in the same vein that when I was a little kid I would just think of it in my mind and say, I would want it to look like this. And it's continued from there. Even now when with the films I shot in in, in, in uni when and the films I have in mind for the future, I never just write a script and put it on page. Most of my scripts are actually in my head. I would know exactly everything that's going to happen. That when I put it onto page, I actually struggle because most of it is so visual in my mind. I know what it looks like, and it's kind of weird. I don't want to make myself sound like I'm some of this this genius, but um, that's just how I wrote stories, and it's always been the same. I've never changed it. Most films that I write, I tend to write them in my mind for a year plus <laughs> before they even, even a year plus, like three years beforehand. My third year film, I wrote it like by the end of my first year. So about two years before I actually do anything about it, I tend to have that idea in the back of my mind. So that's how I became a filmmaker. That's how it all started. That was a crazy journey uh, from a little kid who loved TV, didn't get to finish a show because the shows wouldn't finish. So I had to finish it off myself, playing in the back garden, you know, or anywhere in the street, just continuing the story to my, you know, siblings' behest. And that passion growing into art uh, and literature and those two combining into me just not being satisfied with just one or the other and wanting more. And then ultimately shooting that trailer that really made me realize that this was it. And in time, you know, I'll look back and listen to this podcast and go, wow, I made it. And to some extent, I feel very proud of the journey I've gotten up to to this point. Because even though when I went to uni, there's a lot of technical stuff you learned, you know, nothing, nothing has changed about how I make films. Nothing has changed about that. And there's, there's a purity to that. There's a, there's a, there's a blessing in that for me in that 
I'm grateful that the reason why I got into filmmaking is the same reason why I'm staying. And it's the same reason why I still want to make films is because I still want to fulfill that vision that that little kid had when he was so young. And one day I will. And I have before and in time we'll see more stories. I've got so many things planned in the future. Hopefully you'll join along for the ride. <laughs> uh, that was the main main topic for, for this week. But we also got a recap section. I thought I'd change, I'll, I'll call it the recap section just to make it a break uh, from uh, the other things that we tend to talk about on on uh, on the show. So last week we had Ted Lasso, Schmigadoon as well, the two shows. Schmigadoon, I, you know, I really liked the episode, but it was a bit on the weaker side of things. Um, but I do think that the heart of it is still very strong. And I still have highly recommend everyone to watch it. We only have one more episode left. I really hope they don't rush it. And one thing I found as well with TV shows and nowadays is I feel they they try to they easily villainize certain sects of groups or certain groups very very easily. And they Shmega Doom kind of does it, which wasn't really I wasn't really fond of it. When you watch the episode, you know what I mean. And it wasn't really, it was under poor taste given how well it was starting. It, at first it started really well, and then it slowly but surely started to be a little bit more than it, what it needs to be. And I'm like, mm, okay, we didn't need this. You know, this is just a show about, you know, people being, you know, in a musical. Like, let's let's not get too carried away and try to make it way deeper than it actually is. <laughs> but, you know, Tricky's own. Um, so an alright all right episode wasn't the best uh, let's see how it ends uh, this week and we also got um, the new episode of Ted Lasso which was fantastic such a great show Ted Lasso one of the best shows I still think of the year it'd be very very hard missed to see what um, what they do with this season and they've given more story to the season even though there's like what 30 minutes they pack so much content in there. Like this episode's theme about, you know, this kid and, you know, the the, the idea of sponsorships and everything else. They, they did a really good job with it. And they're continuing making it balanced in terms of the humor and the story-wise. And I'm curious to see more. Very curious to see more. And I started watching Peaky Blinders. Watched the first, first episode. Uh, sorry, the first season in like a day probably. And that was really good. Um, I'm not sure about the second season. It's quite, starting off quite slow. They're expanding the the world of the Pinky Blinders uh, a little bit more. So uh, I'm very curious to see what it looks like, you know, a bit more after this. And we'll see what what we feel like, you know, with, with with the show. But you know, season two, season two was you know starting off a bit a bit more on the on the darker side of things. So. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. That was my Peaky Blinders accent, by the way, if if if, if anyone was wondering why I was speaking that way. But really like those two shows. Um, you know, haven't gone to see too many films. I plan to watch The Suicide Squad soon, and hopefully that'll be good. There'll be some football on back soon. Very excited. And last week I shot with a couple of friends from work a new footballing podcast called The Kicking About Podcast. So 
If you want to hear more about my football thoughts, instead of me squishing them all here for those of you who are not footballing fans, <laughs> you can always uh, listen to me there as well. But very excited. Chelsea have got the Super Cup and the Premier League is finally back, which is exciting. That means every week we've got some footballing drama, but most of my thoughts will now be reserved or moved over there. But I'll talk about it every now and then here. We beat, you know, we we beat Arsenal and then we drew with Tottenham, which wasn't too great. But you know, it's just it was just preseason. But excited for the new season of football. It's great. And you know, my recommendation of the week is please do listen to Nas's new album. It's fantastic. Great features on there. There is a clean version. For those of you who ask, yes, I listen to mostly clean versions of albums. But some versions don't have clean versions. But, you know, it is what it is. So hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Sorry for this podcast being short. I just wanted to keep it nice, neat, and tidy. But you got to know at least why I make films and how I got to make films. <laughs> Which will be used as a trivia question, hopefully, in 10 years' time. But we'll find out. Anyway, but as we as we head out into this uh, gorgeous week, hopefully we get more sunshine, I'll leave you with a song that I really liked from the album, which had Miss Lauren Hill. After being in a haters for so long, she comes back in and really delivers. Really, really delivers. Also, do I look like Nas? Hmm. Question. Make sure of Kendrick or Nas. I say that, but his ears are a little bit smaller than mine, so please, don't at me. To my old school boom bat fans, this is for you. If Chappelle moved to Ghana to find his peace in a rolling where the service always roaming, I'm packing my bags and going. It's a challenging act, it's a balancing act. Visit beautiful places, it's more out here than the trap. I be houses in Long Island, they always found him. House in the south, a nigga barely got out. Sunny LA, remember calls with Dr. Dre. Five for three podcast. Enjoy your week, enjoy your beautiful Tuesday, everyone. Whether you're at work. Whether you're on holiday, stay safe. And I'll see you all later. Bye. We did it big and they biggest. They rather shoot than write tickets. What it feel like to go get it? What it feel like to go miss it? In one city, one country, one state.